A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Today we have a crazy entitled parent story of a parent encouraging their child to open their pet carrier in public. We'll get into that in a bit, but first... I'm having ankle surgery and the only one who has no hope is my entitled dad who thinks everything will go wrong if he's not calling the shots. Hello everyone. Now I got a very recent story to tell about my monster of an entitled dad, about how he has no hope for my upcoming surgery and thinks that without him making the decisions it'll all go wrong. Context: In a couple of weeks I'll be having an ankle fusion. I've been having extreme pain in my ankle for quite a while, and in the last few years it's gotten worse and worse, and the orthopedic doctor has decided on an ankle fusion. The game plan is for me to stay a few nights in the hospital, and about two weeks at a physical rehabilitation facility to help me learn how to use a walker. I have a bleeding disorder which requires some staying in the hospital, and they decided rehabilitation would be good since I live alone. As for the walker, they decided that was better for me than crutches but I also have a wheelchair coming in too. Everyone's hopeful about the procedure. I'm hopeful, my mom's hopeful, my family's hopeful, my friends are hopeful, my girlfriend is hopeful. The only one who isn't is my dad. The only reason I told him was because I thought it would be better just to tell him instead of getting even angrier for keeping the surgery a secret. See, he's a very anti-doctor and in the last few years has been going deeper and deeper into the rabbit hole of alternative medicine. During the pandemic, he wanted to sign me up for this pyramid scheme involving pine needle tea to give me COVID immunity and to cure me of my autism, and not too long ago he sent a video from an alternative medicine lady who was talking about how no processed sugar and no gluten would cure you of autism. He's been very persistent that I'll be a better person for the world overall if it's cured, and how mental illnesses are not real but fabricated by doctors to kill you to take your money. Just a bunch of bull. And now he's spouting off about how ankle fusion will not work. He started rambling about how, with the limited mobility, I won't be able to exercise and will therefore become fatter and less desirable to everyone. I do have a weight problem, as well as internalized fat phobia thanks to him. I told him how the doctors will plan to give me modified shoes to help me walk, but then he went off about how that'll break my ankle. I told him I'll have physical therapy to help me use a walker on one foot while I'm non-weight bearing and then after the healing they'll do more physical therapy to help me walk normally again and how I'll have a wheelchair to help me get around if I need to go out. He snapped about how I'm not listening to him and that it's proof that I need family, more specifically him, in my life. He demanded that my mom either have me stay with her for the entire recovery process or that I stay with him for the entire recovery process. I stood my ground and told him that that's not necessary, that we already have a plan, and that I trust these doctors. That made him really mad, with him yelling, if I trust strangers more than family. I firmly told him that is not what I meant, and that just because he's not confident in the game plan doesn't mean he has to be doom and gloom about it. Surprisingly, that made him realize that he wasn't gonna get to me, and huffed that if I wanna try, then fine, but that if something goes wrong, I'm gonna regret not taking his help. This may not have been as bad as what he did in the past, but I felt like it was worth sharing. I do want to end on a positive note, I still have plans to cut him out, and I'm already mentally prepared for a life without him, as nowadays his words no longer hurt me like they used to. I'm no longer afraid of him, 
I'm simply annoyed at his existence and annoyed how he'll always be an entitled, pathetic, piece of crap father. I think what confuses me the most is how these people are so confidently wrong almost all the time. Like you would just think when they notice that every little thing they come across or believe is just completely disagreed with by a lot of people in their lives like to the point where they find they're having to advocate for their medicinal recovery and governmental beliefs that maybe they'd start getting an inkling of a feeling that maybe they're not on the right side of things. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys can't get enough of hearing about these entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, my child is turning two, and I have an update. When I gave birth to my baby boy almost two years ago, my entitled sister was a freaking train wreck and I kicked her out. I was no contact with her then, and then low contact with her when my son's father was spiraling into addiction and physically abusing my child and I. That is a long story of my ex beating me within an inch of my life and hurting my son and I. On my son's first birthday, I stupidly invited my no contact mom. My son is her only grandchild. She showed up, didn't hold my child once, and proceeded to tell my neighbors I'm a good single mom because of her. She didn't spend any time with my son. When I noticed she was trying to leave, I said, Mom, don't you want to spend time with your only grandchild? Can't you hold him and I can take a picture of you both? That picture is the only one in existence because my mom gives zero craps about her. Only grandchild. She fled immediately and life goes on. In two years, my life has become take care of my son and work, plus help with the custody battle. I completely understand an OP situation why it would be so disheartening to see her come there and show no interest in their only grandchild, but in a way, at least it kind of reaffirms your knowledge that it's not worth spending your time on her, right? Our next story is, Entitled Mom implies my male classmate is a creep. Note this happened years ago, so some of the things might sound weird because I couldn't remember everything that was said or happened since this happened during 5th grade. The cast is me, myself. Mom, my entitled and narcissist mom, Josh, my male classmate, Jane, his mom, and Jenny, teacher, now best friend. I was reminded of the story while lurking around on r slash Asian parents. My final field trip of fifth grade was at a theme park, and all the students needed at least a parent to attend for the day. So my mom, the entitled and narcissist mother of the story, and we had a pretty fun day, except for the random downpour throughout the day, but most of the rides remained open and we all enjoyed the field trip. Then, as we were getting ready to head back to school, Josh walks over and sees me standing with everyone else, approached me and seems a bit nervous before handing me a small leopard plushie saying, here, this is for you. I smile and thank him happily because I'm a very polite and kind girl. He flushed and quickly retreated to his mom, I believe. Yes, I didn't realize at the time until now that he probably had a crush on me, but just never told me. My mom, who had gone to the bathroom and came back without me noticing, must have seen Josh giving me the toy and said angrily, throw it away now. I said, no, Josh gave it to me and I'm keeping it. I'll note Josh is the only classmate who's given me a gift and not tease or bully me for being the only Asian student in our class. It also doesn't help that my parents never believed me when I was being bullied by my classmates or supported me when I needed extra help with my math homework, which I had to get tutored by my cousin she's a month younger than me, to do my homework. Then, when she saw that I wasn't going to throw away this stuffed animal, she decided to say this, If you don't throw it away, they'll come into your room and take you away. Yes, she said this, but maybe a bit too loud, because Jane, Josh's mom, 
gave my mom a what the freak look and started coming over. But Jenny, a different 5th grade teacher chaperone, stepped in and said to my mom, Oh, that's such a cute gesture, and I'm sure he's been looking for OP to give it to her. Which caused my mom to leave me alone because we were surrounded by other teachers along with students. After we left, we were driving home. My mom glared at me and said angrily, Get rid of that toy. They probably stuck a camera in there so they can spy on you. I said, I'm not throwing it away. Josh gave it to me and I'm keeping it. I proceeded to hide it from my mom for a full year and she eventually forgot about it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. No, there wasn't a camera in it because he had gotten it from those basketball hoop games that was around the arcade side of the theme park. Sadly, I haven't seen him since then because I actually got held back and retook the fifth grade again. But this time with Jenny as my teacher, and this was how she and I became best friends. Yes, I still own the plushie. It's on my bed and my comfort toy when I'm overwhelmed by my parents' toxicity. I have another story about getting an action figure, but that'll be another story by itself. Are they, like, afraid of you getting into a relationship or something? Like, threatened by a cute gesture from a kid in fifth grade? They cannot be serious with, they probably put a spy camera inside there. That's just crazy. Our next story is, Entitled Parents Made Me Call the Manager Over a Game Prize. Yes, you heard the title correctly. As ridiculous as it sounds, I cannot make this up. So I, 19-year-old male, work at an arcade place that has a bar, small trampoline park area, simulators, bowling, etc. And I'm specifically stationed at Redemption, which means I stand behind the prize cases where there's a wall of prizes behind me, and you can earn prizes with tickets you get from the arcade. So me and the others who work at Redemption are responsible for not only helping people redeem their prizes, but also to refill the containers and the cases, make sure the wall is stocked, clean the cases, and put up the ticket price tags. But the price tags can be hard to keep up with as sometimes the price can change, because management can change the prices for it, or we're so busy that all we can focus on is serving people and making sure there's prizes stocked that can be served. And fixing the prices takes longer than you would think, especially on busy days. So sometimes the prizes have the wrong prices on accident, which is fine, it's a small mistake and one that can be easily fixed or explained. I'm explaining all of this so you have an idea of half of the situation I'm about to explain that happened a few weeks ago at my job. On one particular day when I came in for a night shift, I noticed a co-worker who worked redemption before me that day restocked the cases with new items. So, I'd assumed that since most of the time the prizes are changed correctly when this happened, that my coworker put the right ones. 
So I didn't bother messing with the prices and prizes in the cases, but I did notice they didn't get to the wall with the new prizes and prices. So I decided to focus on that when I wasn't serving people. Big mistake on my end apparently, because as I was at my station showing my friend who had recently gotten a job at the arcade how things worked, a family came up to us wanting to redeem some tickets, which at first seemed great because it looked like a good opportunity to show my friend an example of how a checkout at Redemption goes. Oh, it was not a good example. So, I remember this family had like 397 tickets, and there was the parents who all call Karen and Kevin, and they had three kids. They requested three Pop Rocks, which is 150 tickets each. Which, if you do the math, means they can only get two, not three. And they would have had 47 remaining. So I explained this to them, and since they seemed interested in the candy, I tried pointing where they could get more of a variety of candy prices that were cheaper, and still give them their two Pop Rocks. But they didn't even give me the chance to explain, because they immediately got really upset with me. And they started going on about how the container said 125, not 150. I tried to calmly slash politely explain to them how and why prizes sometimes may have the wrong prices and that I apologized for the confusion as I didn't realize it had the wrong price. I even tried to offer for them to look at my computer and they could see what the right price was. But they weren't listening to me and the more I tried to help them with their confusion or, you know, help them with other options, the more they started to raise their voices at me and get more aggressive with what they were saying towards me. So I started to shut down because I'm not good at handling this kind of interaction due to my autism. So, the more this went on, the more I couldn't even process what was going on. And the more I began to shut down and not be able to properly speak to them, yet they got mad at me when I wasn't giving them a proper explanation. Even though they were refusing to stay calm and listen to what I was saying, when I was just trying to help them with a misunderstanding and get them prizes they could afford. Then they started going on about how they needed to have it served to them for what the container said and not what the computer said. I didn't know if that was how it worked due to this being my first job like this and being somewhat new myself and because I doubted the computer would let me do that. So I told them that I don't think that was possible for me to do considering as far as I knew we had to sell them based off the prices the computer and barcode say. Which led to Karen and Kevin pulling out their ultimate move, demanding the manager. Which left me even more flabbergasted than I already was in this situation because I couldn't even process why they were so mad over Pop Rocks of all things. I'm not even joking when I say this, but the Pop Rocks, who were for the kids by the way, the kids weren't even upset about it. They started looking at other prizes when I said they couldn't have the third one. Two were even sharing from one of the two packets I'd already served them it looked like, so I have no idea what they were throwing a fit over, especially when I wasn't denying them Pop Rocks in general or any sort of prize. And their kids were perfectly happy with what they had already and they were acting as if I was ruining their kids night. And they were acting like it was all my fault they couldn't have one additional packet of Pop Rocks. But even though I didn't want to bother my manager over such a small issue, I at this point just wanted to get these customers out of here. Because I was tired of being yelled at for just trying to help and I wanted to go back to training my friend for her job, I went to go find a walkie talkie at the front desk and called for my manager. I explained to her the situation, which luckily since she's a very nice manager, she was very understanding, and knew it was just an easy to fix mistake that the customers were blowing out of proportion. 
I think she could also hear in my voice how anxious and confused I was too, so she just told me it was okay and to just give them the third packet for what the current container said and told me just to fix it after they left and just leave it at that. I walked back to my station to see my friend who looked even more confused about the situation than I was, standing there not knowing what to do. So I quickly gave them the third packet and told them that the manager said they could have it, but that was all else they could get. Technically, I could have given them more, but I didn't because of how rude they were towards me before. If they were nice, I would have just considered letting them have it for 125 just this one time and help them pick out other prizes, but they weren't. Also, I was genuinely concerned for those kids' sleep schedules. As mentioned earlier, I was working a night shift. But not just any night shift. A shift that would be on duty to nearly midnight on a school night. And they had two kids under the age of 10 and a toddler. Giving them sugar at almost midnight, they came to my station near closing, and having them up already this late when they have crap they need to be resting for does not sound like a good combo. So I made them leave after I gave them the third packet, and as soon as they were at a distance where they couldn't hear me, I quickly looked at my friend and went, over some freaking pop rocks? And she busted out laughing and we started talking about how ridiculous this was. Like, who throws a fit like that over pop rocks? I can't imagine them being that good that you demand a manager just because you can't get one packet. And if they're so important to you, why can't you just buy it from a store where you can get more for cheaper? Why yell at some minimum wage worker over not being able to afford it with game currency? We then closed up the station as we laughed about it and joked about what a lovely first day my friend had at her job with experiences like this already. This was both of our first ever Karen slash Kevin experiences as well. Good lord was it something. How much are you guys willing to bet that workers here, after they're a little bit more seasoned and used to experiencing things like this, would be more than happy to just give it to them for what the sticker price says? I mean, to be fair, up until the point where they argued that they should be able to get it for what the sticker price says... I feel like it was actually understandable, it's just when they keep going on and on and being belligerent when they say, I literally can't do it, I just... Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This is the computer. This is my job. Our next story is, he is so cute when he destroys your stuff. Not sure if this post belongs here, but here it goes. A cousin, A, of mine, had a baby boy two years ago, and around the same time his sibling, my cousin B, also had a son. Both of the toddlers are now in their terrible twos. My family, me, A and B, all stay abroad in the same city for work purposes, while A and B's family, including their wives and children, stay in their native country. So recently, cousin A's wife and child came down to visit A and also dropped by to see us. The child is quite naughty as is usual with a two-year-old child. As soon as he stepped inside our house, he proceeded to touch and grab every possible item in our house, ranging from our TV remote to decorative vases, 
and opened every possible wardrobe door and rummaged through our stuff, destroying sentimental memorabilia I'd got during one of my trips to a country that I will not be visiting anytime soon, and also spilling his mushy food onto the pages of an important book and closing the book to create sticky, gooey stains between the pages. What irked us the most was the manic glee with which A's wife was displaying. She was laughing at her child's antics and was not taking any actions to stop him. Instead, she was looking around at us, asking, isn't he cute at regular intervals, and proceeding to provide us anecdotes about how he usually destroys stuff that doesn't belong to him whenever he goes to other people's houses. She also asked my mom to make food that the baby likes to eat at the exact time of dinner, which would have been fine, but she had to provide my mom with special cooking instructions, which irritated my mom making her hand over the spoon to her and asking her to cook it herself. The last straw of the night was when the wife started narrating how her child bullies my cousin B's child by biting him and snatching his toys away. When that story garnered no reaction from us except horror, she kept narrating it again and again to assert how funny the story was. B was also present for the gathering at our house and you could see he was getting irritated but was not saying anything rash in a bid to remain respectful towards his sister-in-law. He left soon afterwards and A and his family too left. The next day, B calls to apologize for leaving early after dinner and tells him how A's wife always encourages their child to do dangerous and not-so-nice things like grabbing heavy objects, putting fingers in the electric sockets, etc. in front of my cousin B's child. Cousin B and his wife have always taught his child not to do stuff like that, and when Cousin A's child does the exact same things in front of him, the child gets upset at the double standards the adults are displaying, and the child feels he's getting wronged. And he's not sure how to tell Cousin A's wife to stop doing this without her getting upset? A's wife is a working mom, and sometimes I feel her guilt of not being able to be a stay-at-home mom makes her act this way, enabling her child's wrong and dangerous actions to get her child's affection and approval. Honestly, I feel like the people in the story were a bit too complacent with it. I mean, I get not wanting to upset them, but after the first or second time of them literally destroying things, why would you not step in? I think it's more than okay to physically stop somebody from destroying your memorabilia. Our next story is, Entitled Mother Ignores Boundaries, Encourages Child to Open Pet Carrier in Public. This happened just now. One of my pet rats suddenly became very ill. I rushed to the vets on public transport with another rat in the carrier to keep him company. The ill rat was admitted to the hospital overnight and the outlook is not good. It's likely he'll need to be euthanized. I was very upset when I got back on the train and as I got on, a mother and daughter, five-ish, gasped in delight at seeing a pet in a carrier. I started ugly crying when I sat down and clutched the carrier. The mother and daughter sat next to me and the mother joyfully encouraged her daughter to ask me what pet I had. I started crying harder and said, I'm sorry, I'm not in the mood to chat. I'll need to have an animal euthanized. You can have a look at my rat if you want. I turned away, put the carrier on the seat next to me and cried more. A few seconds later, the woman is encouraging her child to open the carrier to play with my rat. Okay, he's a big softy, but the train was stressing him out. I pulled the carrier away and said, please don't do that. The woman pulls her daughter back and says loudly and passive aggressively, wasn't that lady rude? The child starts laughing at me. I'm listening to sad music, nose running, openly sobbing while this woman and her kid insult me. Screw you. 
I think what disappoints me the most about this story is that the kid is at a very impressionable age, obviously, so she's teaching this kid to not have any sympathy for this stranger. Our next story is, would I be in the wrong to cut off my dad's financial support? Me and my boyfriend, both 19, have been together for over four years. He moved in with me into my mom's apartment over the summer. We made our own plans to move out in 2024, but I recently found out that my mom needs to go into surgery this December and she won't be able to earn any money at her job, so she asked me for financial help. Me and my boyfriend decided to move to his home country as soon as possible because I'd have a better work opportunity and stability to provide for my mom, so we bought tickets for the beginning of October. We thought everything was going smooth until my dad started throwing passive-aggressive comments about me moving and some negative things about my boyfriend. Yesterday, I was eating at the kitchen table with my mom as my dad walks in the room in a bad mood and starts talking crap about me moving. I usually ignore his comments to not make it worse, but he said something that hurt me. He said, you're as good as a dead piece of crap when you move to Denmark. It's not even that much better there. I got up, left to my room and closed the door. My mom got upset at him and asked why he would say that and my dad started yelling about how we're being disrespectful. He kept on yelling and escalating the whole situation while we quietly stayed in my room. We haven't said a word and I heard them both arguing. Fast forward to today, I heard him in the kitchen talking crap again. I tried really hard not to say anything to make it worse, but I couldn't take it anymore when he started self-pitying when this man does nothing but sit on his butt all day at home and makes my mom clean up after him. So I snapped. I went to the kitchen and I asked what did I ever do to him that he's insulting me and my boyfriend. We were yelling back and forth and he said a lot of hurtful things that are a blur to me now. What I do remember is him saying that once I moved to Denmark, I won't give a crap about them anymore. And I said, I won't give a crap about you and I will only pay for my mom's apartment while you can go and live on the street. I left and he kept yelling at me. So I said if he says one more word... Me and my boyfriend will pack right now and move to a hotel until our flight. He yelled more and started moving towards my room, so my boyfriend got in between me and him. Then my dad directed the yelling and pointing towards my boyfriend. My boyfriend yelled at him in Danish as he raised his hand in front of himself, pointing at my dad with his finger. My dad lost his mind as we pushed him out of my room and locked the door. My dad was screaming how my boyfriend just assaulted him and that he'll call the police. Me and my boyfriend packed our bags, and my brother-in-law found out about our situation, and he called me and offered us an apartment for us to settle in until the day of our flight. Would I be in the wrong to cut my dad's financial help and him off completely? I don't think OP would be in the wrong at all, and I would say disassociate and go no contact with them immediately before they try to push this any further and maybe get you wrapped up in some weird legal situation that might prevent you from leaving. Our next story is, my school excused my dad's abuse. I got the bus due to chronic fatigue worsening when exerting myself, and even getting up is a struggle and feels so debilitating. Despite this, I've never missed my bus until now, and it's because he put the freaking key in the cabinet, and I yelled at him via phone, so he picked me up and told me to never yell at him and to shut my mouth, and when I tried talking to him, he told me to shut my mouth or he'll drop me off. What happened afterwards, near the end, when we were at school, I recorded and I called him out for threatening to make me walk to school, and he said if I keep talking, he's going to bring me home and make me walk back, even though I have hypermobility. He said he's not standing for how I treat him, because I've been raging at him more often, 
and then he got mad and accused me of not saying hello, even though I do forget, of course. But Will once told, and got mad that I never said thank you whenever he picks or drops me off. And he said he doesn't have to take me to school, and when I mentioned he had to, because he put the key in the cabinet, he said it was my fault, and he then decided to drop me off and harshly told me, just go. I ended the recording there. After some heated exchanges, I told him, whatever, and yelled, I hate you, and had a mental breakdown at school and went to the office to report it. I cried and raged and countless people like the principal, my guidance counselor, some others were there, and I told them the incident. My guidance counselor kept telling me not to cry, it's alright, it's not a big deal. While I'm having a mental breakdown, I screamed the crap out of her for every time she emotionally invalidated me. I showed them the recording, and when one of them called my mom, they said it was a normal disagreement. I then raged, cursed, and said harsh things including saying that my dad should die. They also told me a bit after the call to be careful of what I say because they can't prove it, and they mentioned the crap I mentioned like SA, CPS visits need to be proven or whatever. Then I go to a room with my guidance counselor, and afterwards, I got taken to another room and talked to a lady about everything, and then the social worker came. And as soon as I came up to the thank you and hello part coming up, They saw my school info and probably my diagnosis on the IEP and whispered loudly, she's on the spectrum, in this semi-gossipy way. Then my mom and the support facilitator and some of the same adults from the recording come and they all agreed it wasn't a big deal, and the social worker even said she'd do the same because in her mind, I need to respect my dad and he, and she, isn't entitled to pick me up if I yell or get mad regardless of chronic health issues. I even told her about my joint hypermobility and the fact I could dislocate my joints. They said they're trying to help, but they literally hate me because I'm disabled. My mom even said I blame everyone but myself, even though they don't take accountability and downplayed my health issues. They only focused on how calm my dad was and texted some psychiatric services to my mom for mental breakdown, but that's it. They sent me home for a mental breakdown despite me saying I don't feel safe with my dad. They even identified that I'm usually able to control myself in class, but get triggered by my dad. And on the way home, my mom just told me, as usual when it happens, that in the real world, no one has these breakdowns and that it's immature and blah blah blah. And then when I called her out for letting my dad stay in the home even after SAing me, she excused it because it was when I was 13, and it was the only time and to assume it was a mistake, like he said. I went home and had a mental breakdown and was close to attempting. I'm literally still stressed right now and I hate that no authority figure will care enough to put an end. So obviously a lot of things OP mentioned here are horrendous and it's extremely troubling to see that there are multiple people that are supposed to be in that chain of helping them out that just disregard them. Just try to downplay it, almost like try to deflect it so they don't have to deal with it. I mean, even in the event that OP was just over-exaggerating things, it's the fact that none of them are hearing OP out or providing any guidance for them to work through their emotions. They're just trying to downplay it, deflect it, or even kind of gaslight them. What can you do when the system that's there that's supposed to help you completely fails you? I would say OP needs to just continue collecting this evidence. Maybe at some point they'll find the one person that does care enough to do something. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy entitled parent story, 
check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.